Hey, here we are, Sandwich Society. Welcome to another episode of Zen Sandwich. I'm your host, Mark Reed. Today's episode is going to be a little different. I mean, they're all unique in some way or another, but this one involves an experiment that took me a month to complete while recording my thoughts all along the way. So imagine, if you will, a world where you decide to quit reading the news for a month. What do you think would happen? Well, buckle up, my friends, because that's exactly what I did. I quit reading the news for a month, and here's what happened. You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor-turned-Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Before I get into it, let me give a quick shout-out to the sponsor of this episode, MandateToElevate.com. That link will be in the show notes. I really encourage you to connect with Mariah and Byron Edgington there. They are keynote speakers, best-selling authors of The Journey Well. You are more than enough books. Mariah has a four-week course there for uh, mentoring and releasing the old and embracing the new. Go check them out at MandateToElevate.com. Book a call with them today. And if you do, tell them that you heard about it on this show. Okay, back to the matter at hand. Why quit the news? Why why even try something like that? I decided to try. For a month, I would consume no news. Television, articles of current events, no BBC, no NPR, no CNN or Fox or Sky News. Not even NHK, that's the primary news source here in Japan. And I, I did it. I completed this last month. I replaced a lot of that time with reading books instead. And let me tell you up front, everything, everything about my life improved. I was less anxious. I'm not generally an anxious person anyway, but even less so. Uh, I spoke with friends on a few occasions and noticed that they were panicked about a few news items, almost in a frenzy. And I had to ask myself during those conversations, during those Zoom calls with them, Does that thing, that thing that had them feeling like it was Armageddon, the second coming, or the zombie apocalypse, did did that thing really matter? And guess what? Pretty much none of those things were important. As a matter of my personal life and my day-to-day living of life, are those things that are going on in the world today important? Yes, of course, absolutely. But pretty much 99% or more doesn't affect me directly, except in negative ways when I consume the information. Now, I know there's going to be some critics out there to what I just said, given the seriousness of some world events going on right now, but I'm, I'm going to address that criticism in a bit. Okay, so here are my three primary reasons for trying this experiment. One, I wanted to see if by not reading the news, if it would lead to my living a more stress-free life. Two, I wanted to avoid false information. 
Because to me, that's even worse than the real news, of course, uh, because you get worked up over things that might not even be true. And three, I wanted to explore and discover what really matters in life. Spoiler alert, it ain't the news. Okay, the first elephant in the room, some of you might be thinking, Mark, isn't this quitting the news thing? That's like a surefire way to become downright ignorant, right? Or, hey, Mark, what, what if something critical happens? Like, uh, you know, I don't know, a global pandemic of sorts. Well, would-be critics, let me address that concern head on. It's not about turning a blind eye to the world. It was about a conscious choice to consume information differently. First of all, I can't change anything. I, I know that we can all make, we can all affect change in the world in our, our small, gradual ways. And I continue to do that through acts of kindness and through this podcast. But I can't change anything about 99.9% of what I read in the news. If a war breaks out in the Middle East or a volcano erupts in Iceland, my ability to influence those events is close to zero. Granted, there is something to be said about being knowledgeable of certain things that go on in the world, like the war in Gaza, for a number of reasons. As I mentioned, I will address that a little bit more momentarily. And as for missing critical information, like what about a global pandemic, another COVID? Well, here's the thing about that. If something of that magnitude occurs, I, I won't be able to avoid it. If another 9-11 occurred, something on that scale, the whole world will know about that, will find out about it. It's not like I'm living entirely off the grid in a cabin in Montana or Alaska. I mean, I, I am in a way. I live in the countryside of Japan, but Japan is not like Montana or Alaska. I have relatively quick access to large city and uh, etc. Um, I'm not off the grid. I am connected to the internet, and so I and social media. I have to go on it because of the podcast. I, I can't just hide from everything. And in the age of Zoom, I have quick access to friends from back in the States. And again, without me even trying, I found out about many of the horrific events that happened in Gaza continue to happen. Anyway, the argument here isn't about being oblivious to the world's happenings. It's about choosing how and when I consume that information. So if there's a global pandemic or a war that is spilling over into Yamaguchi where I live, if North Korea does actually launch a missile in my direction, I guarantee you that news will reach me one way or another through social media, friends, or family. And I also guarantee I probably won't be able to do much about it. Now, let me define what does it mean to quit the news exactly. Well, I wrote out the rules for myself before I started. One, I wouldn't be deliberately seeking out primary or secondary news sources and steering clear of alternative sources for news, even putting a careful self-monitoring filter on my social media. By that, I mean, I kept an eye on things, and if, if a news item popped up, I didn't ignore it. I saw it, but I didn't d dive into it. I didn't read an article about it. So I somewhat diverted my attention when a news item seemed to pop up suddenly. Nope, not reading this article this month. Okay, so what about sports? Is that news? Well, 
uh, I had to give sports a pass. As far as I'm concerned, that's akin to entertainment like watching a movie. So I did record my thoughts each day just on a little digital notepad that I have an app I have on my computer. And I will quickly hit the highlights when I went through all 30 days. At first, nothing significant to report until about day four. Day four of any lifestyle change is tough, right? It's like trying to get over ice cream or quitting cigarettes. I mean, ice cream's like quitting cigarettes for me. I've never been a cigarette smoker, but I imagine day four is the hardest. If I had to quit ice cream for four, maybe I'll try ice cream next, but uh, if I had to quit that for four days, it would be, I'd probably have shakes and (laughs) go through withdrawals. But the news is not a chemical addiction. I guess neither is ice cream, but, but it is a psychological one. And it still was tough. The cravings were strong. So they were particularly strong on day four. But somehow I did muster through. And then, day seven. Day seven is a revelation. The stress was melting away. And I felt amazing. Free. Liberated from worrying about stuff I can't change and doesn't directly affect me. Stuff that lived rent-free in my head. Day 7 was great. I felt like a bohemian living on a commune, but, you know, without the nudity or acid trips. Then, Day 9 brought me back to Earth a little bit. Not nearly as tough as Day 4, but the curiosity about the world did nag at me somewhat. I am someone who has generally paid close attention to current events for the past few decades, so there was still quite an adjustment to be made. So the time that used to be devoted to the news, what what did I do with that? I discovered new supplements for the news, not only reading books, which I did a lot more of, but more time with my wife. Uh, I took a few more walks than I usually do, and I did notice this bonus time that I seem to have. Not just bonus time from actual reading or watching the news, but bonus time from the lack of thinking about the news. Okay, so there were no noticeable milestones for like the remainder of the month, the remaining two or three weeks. Uh, it was just steady as I went, and mostly I had that feeling of liberation from a lingering anxiety over things that I can't normally change. When the month was over, did I go back to reading the news every day? Well, no, not even close. I didn't go back to reading it constantly or, or every day even. Have I opened up my BBC app since finishing the experiment? Yes, a few times. But it literally made me a little sick to my stomach. Seriously, a little queasy when I looked through and 9 out of 10 articles were traumatizing. It was war or death. I mean, it might have just been a celebrity death, but it was death or a riot, a protest A lawsuit, a volcano in Iceland I found out about recently. Nine out of ten articles were, I counted them, and nine out of ten were negative. So I felt a little uh, sick to my stomach over it. Okay, so here are my genuine, honest pros and cons of quitting the news for a month and maybe for good. On the pro side. There was an undeniable, newfound satisfaction with life. A sense of freedom like I described before. A lightness in the air. (laughs) Also on the pro side, 
No emotional crashes over politics. I have been a political junkie most of my life. It was nice to just give that up for a change. Three, the world became more interesting with good news, with personal, local, and familial family stories taking the spotlight. That was my news. That became my news. What's going on with my new baby nephew? Plus, I probably added some time to my life. Time, the most valuable commodity that exists. Time in terms of not stressing about the news and perhaps adding even a little time to my life. Like I might live longer if I stress less. It's kind of win-win. Better mental and physical health, I believe. Uh, I would put on the pro side. Okay, the con side, the downside. I did feel a bit less educated about global happenings. And two, there was a smidge of anxiety about others knowing more than me. (laughs) But that did fade away. I think that was more of like a psychosomatic concern, one that I was imagining more than it being real. The real challenge was being vigilant about avoiding the news because it's everywhere, especially when you're conditioned to look for it. Okay, so what's my final judgment on this little experiment of quitting the news after one month? It was totally worth it. Absolutely. Even if you did it as an experiment of your own, but then kind of went back to, it's worth it to try once. And look, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. It worked for me. I'm not recommending everyone go cold turkey on the news. So, Sandwich Society, find what suits you best, but you might discover something new about yourself. I certainly did. That's all, folks. If you like this episode and would like to get more behind-the-scenes videos of life in Japan or videos of the interviews I conduct for Zen Sandwich, become a monthly contributor at Patreon for just 5 bucks a month or whatever you're comfortable with. Every buck helps me keep the show going. You can find out how to do that by going to zensandwich.com Or if you just want to make a one-time donation, that is very much appreciated as well. You can find out how to do that at zensamage.com too by donating to PayPal. Thanks so much. What a year it has been. I'm really excited about what's in store for 2024. In the meantime, and most importantly of all, of course, breathe. Don't forget to breathe.